You're listening to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Petrequin, a career change coach and mindset mentor who specializes in holistic career design. If you are sick of your current work and the impact this has on your health and your well-being, you've come to the right place. I went from being an anxious corporate recruitment manager, living for the weekends with negative coping mechanisms, to building my online coaching business and creating my dream life, helping other women overcome self-doubt so they too can follow their purpose, cultivate inner peace and become leaders in their field. If I was able to change careers successfully, then so can you. Let's dive in. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. Today, we have a special guest speaker from Hong Kong. How amazing is that? So far away from me, yet we're able to connect. And, and yeah, today, our guest speaker is Mandy Cheung, and she's a senior corporate finance advisor in Hong Kong, as I was saying. Uh, and she's also a spiritual wealth coach for women who want to achieve financial freedom and create more wealth in their lives. How amazing is that? Uh, please, Mandy, could you tell us a little bit more about you and your background and, and maybe just a little bit about your career journey, how you came to, to do what you're doing today? Thank you so much, Estelle. I'm still so excited about connecting with you. We are so far apart. And yes, I am based in Hong Kong, where I um, have a day job as a corporate finance advisor. So I work with companies listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange on the transactions like M&A, fundraising, IPO. And I am also a spiritual wealth coach because I am so in love with finance, personal finance, corporate finance. Six years in this industry, I'm still loving it. But right now, I am doing personal financial coaching because I want to help high-achieving women and actually feminists to create more wealth and success for themselves from a place of spirituality and self-love. I am doing this because I, during all my career, I have had a good income. But then I didn't make the best financial decisions. So I did piled up some consumer debt, and that has made me really challenge my worth. I do not think any women need to go through the same thing. So I come out to help other women to find their worth so that they can make better financial decisions for themselves. Wow, that's so beautiful. I love it, you know, because and most of the time that's what happened to, to coaches is that we go through some kind of problem or crisis in our lives, and then we come out the, on the other way and we want to help others you know not go through all that trial and error and and do the same mistakes as we did right and i think what you do is so necessary because finances i feel is still a very much male-dominated industry right mm -hmm. yes i actually think finance is a concept that women are conditioned to think that it's not there. It's not there in their sphere of influence, mm -hmm. and I think this is how the patriarchal society to to make us feel that way, so that we give away our financial power, which is actually pure power. Um, I do think that it's time for us women to really change our mindset and then know that we are responsible for our finances because that is how we influence the world. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's how we become leaders. And that's also how we become more independent, right? So, mm -hmm. so I love it. I just love it. <laughs> um, what is the number one problem that your clients 
face um, when they are trying, you know, to create more wealth, when they want to get richer? And how do you uh, help them overcome it? Just like you, I work with women and I feel that women are generally harder on ourselves than men. So most of my clients and my friends, female friends, they have this problem of not feeling it. So they have this inner block or we usually like to call them limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the worst case is that they don't even know they have limiting beliefs. They believe that they are already born not ambitious and it's, it's fine for them to just have to just settle for now and I think for me to help my client to get rich is to first be aware because if you're aware and you know what is stopping you you are going to take the step to overcome it mm. the next thing I need to help them do is to love themselves I like to say love yourself radically because mm -hmm. when you love yourself and you know you are worthy of the good things in life then you will make yourself go take action because you know you're worthy so yeah that's how I usually help my clients yeah and also going back to the question I forgot I really need to add this and then when it comes to getting rich one thing that is really important is know your why why do you want to be rich why do you want to have a higher income what do you need that money for? You need to answer those questions so that you can really feel the why and then you will vibrate at a totally different level of energy. And because when you align yourself with what matters to you, you will take the right action. That, that makes so much sense. And that is something like I can really see the parallel between this and, and what I do with career coaching, because it's really about finding your why as well. You know, uh, the level of motivation is not the same. And I feel like, I don't know, when, when you're focused on your why, it's just so many reasons for you to keep going much more than just doing something because or setting a sort of goal just because maybe you want to impress others or you're seeking external validation right and yeah. I love how you mentioned that you include that self-love that radical self-love into your coaching because this is so important and it's it's really leading from your feminine energy I feel right instead of mm -hmm. of like that masculine way of seeing things of okay you want to get rich do this 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 right <laughs> you know very exactly yes that what what i usually say is you can easily find all those strategies and tools online on youtube everywhere yeah. you don't need me but then the thing is you need a coach because first you need someone to identify your limiting beliefs and second you need to learn how to love yourself find your inner wisdom because if you don't love yourself and you don't believe in yourself i can give you all the tools on this planet but you are not going to do it because self-love is really the foundation of everything mm, yeah love that thank you thank you so much for for that message and and especially um when it's it's linked to finances um i think it's it's really like on on point you know <laughs> um so why i i watched a little bit of your content and uh yeah i really liked it by the way i really recommend mendy's youtube channel it's it's really cool everything is explained so well so well presented and you talk about there's one of the videos where you talk about living on a budget and um and i feel like just alone that expression like using those words can be seen as something negative you know, like, 
I think even for me, like when I'm thinking, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, mm, maybe I should budget myself a little bit more, you know, I should be more careful. But as soon as I think about that, I resist because I'm like, I don't want to live on the budget. Living on the budget is for poor people. It's not like, I don't want to restrict myself. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be in that kind of energy. So I'm asking you, why is it not a bad thing? <laughs> I love this question because I was like you. It took me, it took me so long to really start budgeting. It's like something you know you need to do, but then you never do it. Actually, if you look at budgeting as time management, it's a very similar concept. You only have this this much time or this much money, so you need to really put things into perspective. So, if you don't enjoy budgeting, for me, budgeting is something that really changed my financial life, and I strongly, strongly advise. All people to start doing it because it's about putting all things into perspective and you know what financial decisions you're making especially the poor ones mm -hmm. so you need to ask yourself what thoughts you have when it comes to budgeting if you know it's negative thoughts then you need to ask yourself why and then try to replace it with a good ones for example i know that when i know how much i've spent then i actually feel a sense of freedom because I know where my money is going and I know if this week I actually live within my means I feel kind of I feel a sense of accomplishment as well so yeah it's it's really more about looking at uh, from an other angle mm -hmm. and I do think there are so many ways for you to get rich and living within your means is actually the easiest one to do mm -hmm. okay yeah we're gonna get to that in a second but um but yeah, I just love how you you talk about seeing it from a different perspective, because at the end of the day, whenever we want to make positive changes in life, it's about that. No, it's about seeing our situation differently. And and yeah, as you said, I think that budgeting is probably something that actually empowers you. It puts you in control of your finances. Yes. Think of it as think of you yourself as a company and you're the CEO. Mm. As the CEO, you really need to manage the expenses, the income of your company, right? Otherwise, you're not being responsible. So in order to make this company give the best value to the shareholders, then you really need to yeah, look into your finances. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm talking as the as that corporate finance advisor. <laughs> yeah, you get the <laughs> I point. Love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like it. You're the CEO of, of your finances. I like it. <laughs> um, so in that same video, actually, about living on the budget and how all the benefits it can have, you talked about this rule that is called the 50-30-20 budget rule. And I'm just mm -hmm. curious, what, what is that about? This one is my suggestions to people who are new to budgeting. So the idea is very simple. 50% of your uh, after-tax income to your essentials. So your tax, uh, sorry. So your rent, your mortgage, uh, your grocery. So basically anything you identify as essential. And then 30% of your after-tax income to your wants. So anything that is not ne uh, necessary. For example, the clothes you want to buy, the electronics that you you a want trip, to have a or, weekend getaway whatever like yeah, yeah. vacation all those kind of thing and then 20 percent of your after test income to savings so savings you can it's for me it's not about putting your money in the bank because i do not know why anyone would want to do that um you can put for me i would advise putting it in some um 
a bonds, government bonds or financial institution bonds, maybe short term three to six months. So at least you earn a little bit more interest. Mm. But the key point about the 50, 30, 20% budget rule is that you need to be honest with yourself what is essential and what is want. Mm -hmm. So in the past, I do think that some of my cosmetic products are essential, but then they are actually not. So this is more <laughs> <laughs> it's really about being conscious. But mm -hmm. I do suggest that before you think too much about the budgeting rule, just start locking in your expenses because you will have a really clear perspective about your money habits, mm -hmm. your financial habits already. So that's you start by just listing all the things that cost you, right? That's that's how you yes. start. Yeah. Okay. Um if there is someone right now, or I think I lost you for a second. Mandy, are you still here? <laughs> Sorry, guys, we lost Mandy for... All right, so I think this question is going to be particularly useful uh, for anyone who might be listening right now who has debts. Um, mm -hmm. Should they still invest? Because you just talked about, you know, uh, investing your money. And, and yeah, could you tell us maybe a little bit more about that and how you could potentially start investing, even if you don't have, you know, um, so much capital at the moment? Can, can mm. you still do that? I think it really depends on what kind of debts you have. If that is a mortgage, then I think you are still allowed to use your money to invest. But then if that is like consumer debt or student loan, then I would really suggest you use that money to pay back your debts first, have a plan. Because if you use that money that are supposed to be used to pay back your debts to invest, then you are kind of like gambling. Mm -hmm. and what if the stock market really crashed actually like right now? Um, what if whatever you invest in that you have no control over uh, for, then then you, you lose that money that can actually help you to repay your debt. So that's my recommendation. I do know that some people like to use that um, to leverage. For example, I also um, do margin trading, which is borrowing money from the broker to to invest in stock. But I do think that's a different thing because usually they have a lower interest rate. At the end of the day, I think you need to be honest about your, with yourself about your risk tolerance. If you lose all that money, can you still go to sleep peacefully? Mm -hmm. What if you cannot pay off your debts? What will happen? What is the worst case scenario? So yeah, as it really depends on the person. But then in general, I would advise the person to pay back the debts first. Okay, okay, okay. Just for the peace of mind. Unless it's a mortgage, and in that case, it's a different... It's a exactly. Different okay. Yeah, and that's really take away your power. So I think it's always better to reclaim your power by repaying your debts. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, if, if you invest and you still have, have debts... It, it can be very stressful on you. I yeah, think you're gambling. Yeah. And putting all the pressure on you might not be such a good decision when, you know, you're trying to make money. And of course, 
like the goal of making money at the end of the day is creating security, you know, feeling safe, I guess. So, so mm -hmm. if, if you're putting yourself in danger, um, you know, from a pragmatic point of view, I don't think you can really feel safe. So it's, it's, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't recommend that either. <laughs> yes. And you vibrate from a different, you vibrate a different level of energy when you know that stress yeah. back in your mind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that because of that, you know how you were saying, like, you should know your why, like why you want to make money and <clears throat> even the ways you're going to make more money. Like if it's for your work, for example, um, that's going to add even more pressure on you as well to perform. And I'm sure that just vibrating yes, at that low frequency exactly. is not, yeah, things are not going to turn out great. <laughs> yes. And I'm speaking from my personal experience. So do not make the same mistake as I did. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so what does self love, because we, we mentioned it a little bit, but could you like, uh, elaborate on that how what does self-love have to do with wealth and this and, is like yeah this and, is like the core message that I have in my business I really believe that if you don't love yourself enough you will make a lot of fear-based decisions instead of conscious ones and that will easily reflect in your financial situations I think at the end of the day your finances is just a window into what you think and believe about yourself and the world. So if you don't have a good financial position, chances are you have been making fear-based decisions because you do not think you're enough. And that's definitely that is definitely my past story. So using myself as an example, I have always been earning good money, but then I never felt enough. And that's why I always had this urge of, I need to go shopping. I need to buy this or that. If I wear this top, then I will look even prettier. If I have this purse, it really match my outfit. I do not, I, I do think that a lot of women have this feel, feeling because I see that in my friends and I'm like, you're already very pretty. You don't need any extra thing. And I know you have a lot of clothes already. Please stop buying. So it's only after I know that even if I just wear the most boring clothes, I am still attractive, then, then I really stop buying. And that's my message for all the other women. We are already worthy, period. We don't need to do anything. And when we love ourselves and know that we are worthy, we operate with we operate from a totally different mindset and we start making decisions that empower us, are good for us. And yeah, it's only from there then we can make good financial decisions. Mm yeah thank you so much for sharing that it's so true like that need to buy stuff and also I mean you know not to place myself in a victim role here but society pushes us to buy and buy and consume and consume right it's everywhere yeah. there's so many ads so it's hard to uh, not fall into this if you're not aware if, if you're not conscious about what's going on you know Exactly. And I do not want to stereotype women as as people who don't know how to take care of their finances. I think this is also affecting men. Yes. But I do think that women particularly feel more insecure about ourselves because we are conditioned to think that our worth is determined by how we look. Mm -hmm. So that is very different. And that I think we are still living in this kind of uh, labeling. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to be more conscious about what we are consuming so that 
we can make more conscious decisions. So I like to ask my client to to ask themselves, is that a fear-based decision or conscious decision yeah. when you make a conscious decision? And that is very helpful already. So if you see that purse, you like it because you just like it and then you know you have the money, then by all means, go buy it. But then if you think you are not enough and then all the purse you have right now at home are not pretty, then maybe you need to think about whether that is fear-based. Yeah, yeah. Like, is is this, am I attaching my my happiness to buying this thing basically because that's again yeah what you said is giving away your power you know like um and and yeah and thank you for also mentioning that this happens to men as well like I think men it's maybe more about their watches or their sports cars Mm -hmm. and like they've also been conditioned you know to be like oh if you have all of those material things you're going to be praised and you're going to be seen as, as successful and, and you're going to be more loved, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I think especially women's products are really expensive and like the mm-hmm. things that we are pushed to buy on a, on a daily basis, because it's not just a one-time thing of buying a car. Like, of course, a car is more expensive, but like, you know, all those little expenses, as you said earlier, you know, making the difference between what is essential and what is not. It can be yeah. very tricky, I think, to to not realize all the expenses that we have just because of beauty products or, um, you know, fashion or things like that. That's true. I think that's a blessing and a curse because we women, we are... Uh, really like beautiful things so when we see i think that's called pink pink tax so when it's like we see two shower gels on the on the shelf when we see one that is more well packaged we feel like that is more high end and we should be nice to ourselves that's why we should buy expensive one (laughs) we really need to be conscious sometimes they're actually the same thing that's so true yeah 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 definitely um all right and do you have any practical tips on how to build that self-love? Like what, what do you recommend your clients they should do? Um, what exercises or is there more than just making the conscious choice? As you said, like asking yourself, you know, am I basing it on fear or is, it, is this really something I want? Um, is there anything else that you recommend them? I love this question. I think before you ask that question, it's really about feeling that energy of radical self-love. Sometimes just asking your brain to love yourself is hard. That's why I also incorporate spirituality into my practice. I am not I'm not a religious person, but I do believe that we are all part of God or people like to call it the universe. And I think by reminding ourselves that we are always a part of God. We are unconditionally loved and support. Will help us make. Will help us love ourselves so much more easier because sometimes we do feel alone. But then when you know that that is something bigger than you, you can always ask for help. And that is wow. um something I've been doing lately because I do feel that I or maybe other people are very in very affected by the negative energy mm-hmm. in the world the collective negative energy mm-hmm. like i try not to watch the news but then people will still tell me about the sad things that are happening in the world so i ask god for help and i will ask yeah just help me to 
channel this energy in a more positive way mm-hmm. and when you know that you're unconditionally support it's also easier for you to love yourself um i do know that some of my friends felt like this is when you see all the negative events in the world right now you feel kind of selfish to pursue your own thing you mm-hmm. feel like that's not important for me to to start my business when there are people suffering from all this energy crisis or maybe they don't have food to eat they're in a war but no I think we still have a role to leave and just by feeling upset won't really help those people so ask God for help as a practice that I like to do and then the other thing on normal days when there are less negative energy I think reciting affirmations is already a very good practice the basic one is just I am enough because interestingly a lot of us do not think that we are enough Mm -hmm. sometimes it's happened to me and that's a good one and always be aware of your energy and the energy of others. Um, yeah, like this day, I'm really aware that the news, they are not giving us the best energy. So I am aware of that. I don't just let people yeah, make protect energy your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, we protect our energy. Yeah. Um, just by being aware is very helpful because you you know when to disconnect. And, and on this point, I also would like to add that I am not usually on social media because I just feel, I just, I'm actually feeling a bit tired of it. I like the, I have followed several coaches and I love the positive energy. It's all about empowering others. But then I also see people that are more about show, showing how they have a good life. And mm-hmm. I, I just do not see the point of reading those things anymore mm-hmm. because you know while I am happy for them I do feel that I am comparing myself yeah. with them at the same time mm-hmm. so skipping social media is actually a very good way to help you yeah. back to self yeah. well, filtering <laughs> at least filtering who you follow Filter, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 definitely or limiting the time you spend on it because sometimes mm-hmm. I feel that as you said, you know, that empowering part and you follow some people that it can be inspirational, but mm-hmm. you have to always remind yourself of that, that if you're looking yeah. at this, it's from a perspective of, oh, how great, like if that person could, you know, achieve all of that, it means I can as well, instead mm-hmm. of really falling into the comparison trap, right? Because we mm-hmm. all do that, of course, and, and only seeing their highlights and everything that is great in their lives and telling ourselves that you know our life is sucks and and that we don't have all this yeah it's like why i'm not here yet yeah so it also makes me feel more conscious about what content i'm putting out there yeah because yeah and i I saw yours I, i love it it's i feel because i think the world can see what kind of energy you're putting out there and yours is it's really empowering it's kind of soft feminine so very comfortable to read I love that <laughs> thank you so much and just to go back to the spiritual you know thing that you things you were saying um I I really I, I can really click with that because yesterday for example I had my last session with one of my of my clients and she mm-hmm. was telling me how basically this whole like coaching experience for her was uh, mostly a spiritual journey because she realized that she loves life and she's grateful for life even when it's not perfect and that um, she can start seeing the signs and she feels that support you're talking about and she feels guided you know and 
And I think wow. this is really, yeah, this is so powerful. And when, when you realize that, I think this is actually the goal because the goal is in your peace, right? It's not just the, the lines on, on your CV. It's not just landing your dream job. It's not just making this amount of money, right? The, the goal at the end of the day is to feel that inner peace. So I think that the spiritual side of, of those goals is so important. So thank you so much for mentioning that. And what you said is amazing. You are coaching them on their career, but then they find spiritual connection. That is so <laughs> great. You're doing amazing things. <laughs> thank you. But so are you. And and yeah, and thank you for all those all those tips because um yeah, that's really how I think that's the best way to describe what radical self-love is. Is it's at the end of the day, it's feeling that connection with the rest of the universe. Something that women are better at at the end of the day. We're more about the collaboration, the communication, um, mm -hmm. you know, the the cooperation, and yeah, they're the just feeling like united and being together. You no, know? that's that's more of a feminine energy. And mm, I think so. Yeah, I think women are more like once I know you, I like you, I'm going to go all in and support you. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, 100%. And, mm. and yeah, and thank you for your work, because honestly, I think that for women, it's going to be always much harder to make a lot of money from the masculine energy, from just the doing, 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 and um, being in that competitive kind of mindset. Like mm -hmm. for me, I know that in my business, in, in everything like I've been doing with my ambitions, it's really helped me to come from a more spiritual um, angle, you know, or in, mm -hmm. in, in, in feeling that support you were talking about. Um, yeah, because what we see, um, the successful story, they're mostly uh, from men. So that we kind of Think that oh that masculine energy is what makes you successful mm -hmm. and actually I, I love masculine energy it always helped me to push myself when I need to but then the advantage of us is we have that family family fam, sorry feminine energy that is also super powerful and we should definitely embrace that yeah yeah a hundred percent I mean yeah the secret I always say is finding that balance between the two no like yeah finding yes. that flow and at the same time having structure because of course like I'm not saying masculine energy is is the root of evil it's not it's really not it's really helpful <laughs> as well um all right so moving on to the last question for you Mandy is how do you reprogram uh, or start reprogramming your mind for financial prosperity and, and this one is a big one because people always talk about money mindset and and how it's a big issue for everyone. Like it seems to be something that a lot of people have blocks on. Um, so how what, what would you recommend? First of all, it's not easy. And I, I like to say I help clients reprogram their mind for financial prosperity. I, I know it sounds really scientific and really cool. So it usually gets their attention. But at the end of the day, it's actually just about practice. Be intentional about what you want to think and feel about money because we all know that our results is created by our beliefs. So mm -hmm. know that, know your why, know why you want to change your mind for prosperity. And then you identify those for it. So one thing that is a good start is to practice positive money thoughts. For example, 
I, if you're not feeling it yet, then you can say something like, I'm figuring this out. I create, I create my result. This is so much fun when it comes to making money. I was made for this. And then finally, the last one is my favorite one. I can do hard things. Mm -hmm. I like to tell myself that I like to do hard things because I love doing hard things. That is exactly the point of life. If everything is easy, then that's no fun. Mm -hmm. I believe that we are just um, spiritual. We are just spirit with uh, human experiences. So it's more about having fun in this life. And when you think of your life as a play then you will have fun making money and mm-hmm. that's usually how I help my friends feel more positive about making money because a lot of them feel like that's a situation they get trapped in instead of thinking it's just a situation it's neutral and they can mm-hmm. always change their thoughts about it yeah yeah and it's it's really like the difference between the scarcity and and the abundance mindset you know mm-hmm. instead of coming from a place of oh, I'm lacking this, this, and that. And if I don't have this, I, I'm going to be unhappy and I'm not going to be safe. And and just like all that fear and all those negative feelings that come with it. Um, of course, if you come from that kind of place, like everything's going to feel hard and hard in the, in the way that sucks, like in the way that you suffer, you know, not hard in the way that you're talking about that is fun, like, let's problem solve let's find the solutions let's create opportunities right and i do think it sounds a bit um sounds like fluff when you tell other people to have positive money mindset because you are already trying and you don't feel like it so i have another i i do want to share my personal story a bit like this day so like several days ago i was approved I was actually approved for this government funding for a while, but I never got the money. And then last month, they asked me to log into the system to confirm something. I did it because I thought that was approved already. So two days ago, I received that email that said that said I was approved the money, but because I didn't log into the system, they wouldn't give me the money. <laughs> and as you know, that was 2500 US dollar. So I called the government people and then they said, oh, that's your responsibility to lock into the system. But you did it, so we cannot help you. And I'm like, oh my God. It would just take me two minutes to lock into the system. I didn't. And now I lost $2,500. Mm-hmm. So I was I was in this self. I, was, I felt so guilty and I felt so helpless. I was definitely operating from a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, I am teaching people all this stuff. I need to find a way out of this. So I asked God for help as usual, but I also try to think of opportunities from the situation. It takes practice. I am still practicing it. I still feel a bit sad about this incident. So I asked myself, how, what other ways I can do to make that $2,500 back? Mm-hmm. This, I tell myself that this is a good exercise for me to really stretch my mind. Mm-hmm. I can make that money back yeah. and when I yeah and when I think of the term stretch my mind I immediately feel better yeah yeah because it's like yeah okay let's overcome this like you kind of put on your your superhero suit on and you're just like let's do it <laughs> right yes and my <laughs> message for your audience is that sometimes you won't feel like it and it's okay but then be patient and mm-hmm. practice like continue to work on yeah. shaping your form because that's what I'm doing even though I talk about this like almost every day I still have my time when I don't feel like it oh definitely so 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. There's always more layers and there's it's it's really practice, as you said. Like I've I felt the same with career, you know, like I love my job, but there's days where I'm not motivated or I still feel like an imposter, even though I know I'm good at my job and what I do, and even though I'm passionate about it, there's still days where I doubt myself, where I just want to hide under my my blanket, you know, and <laughs> and watch Netflix and eat pizza like that happens of course we're only human and that's okay um but just to connect back to what you were saying about self-love I think that when you're able to give yourself that love you you have more compassion as well for yourself and then you're able also to overcome those blockages or those obstacles better because instead of just keeping you know staying in that guilty feeling or that shame feeling you you will actually tell yourself okay well that sucks but you're gonna be fine it's okay you know you made that mistake but let's fix it like <laughs> you're like your yeah. own best friend right I love uh, you pointing this out because I was talking to my friend and I said when you find it hard to replace your scarcity mindset with abundance mindset why don't you replace abundance with love mm. you can always love is always the thing that is of the highest order yeah so why don't you replace that with unconditional love for yourself and for other people mm. then immediately you can feel better because i do not think love and scarcity coexist mm. so if any of your audience your beautiful audience listening to to this find it hard to feel abundant replace it with love and start yeah. from there oh, such a good advice i had never thought about it this way but it's true and love is unlimited so it's it's exactly. it's like abundance yeah it's not yes. it's not something you have to exchange or you know it's just it comes freely to you it's it's an unlimited resource so it's love is expensive i mean yeah. expensive e-x-p-a-n s-i-o-n yeah. yeah i'm not pronouncing it correctly yeah <laughs> But it is it also is. expensive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect, Mandy. Well, if anyone is interested in your services, how can they find you? How can they consume your content? Let us know. Thank you, Estelle. I'm on YouTube and LinkedIn, and my handle is MandyC852. 852 is the country code of Hong Kong. I am also opening Pansport on my calendar to have a free section with Estelle audience. So on that free section, we are going to identify not only your financial goals, but also your limiting beliefs so that we can help you start loving and believing in yourself radically because this is the foundation of everything. I can give all I can give you all the tools, but then if you don't believe in yourself, nothing's going to work. So mm -hmm. we're going to start from there. So if any of your audience are ready to achieve a breakthrough in your personal finances, you can book a call with me on my website, mandychung.coach. I'm going to spell it M-A-N-D-Y-C-H-E-U-N-G dot C-O-A-C-H and book a liberation section with me. And please add a note there saying that you find me on Estelle Podcast so that I can share my free gifts with you. Awesome. Awesome. That's so generous of you. And um, 
I will definitely put your website on, on the show notes of this episode so, so people can find you easily. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for all the wisdom you've shared with us today. Um, I love this conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Wendy. <laughs> thank you for what you do for women as well. You are helping us to break the glass ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Take care, Wendy. Have a great week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. Head to the show notes to book your free sales call and learn more about one-on-one coaching and how I can help you design your dream career and life. You'll also find a link to a free workshop replay on how to become your most authentic and magnetic self. Don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, tagging me at yourcoachestelle so we can connect over there. Take care, until next time.